This is your host, Tia. This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another awesome Top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation. I'm your host, Tia, and yes, I know this is a very unusual time for us to be doing the Top 10, but when you want to get the best of the best on your podcast, you got to make a little wiggle room, and what I mean by that is I have Brittany with me tonight. How are you doing, Brittany? Hello, hello. It's funny you say night. I was like, wait a second here. But, uh, no, I'm excited. I'm happy. Sorry for the change around in time. I am very excited about this podcast. Oh, girl, you want to fight? <laughs> I'll fight you. I'll come to New York. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but before we go any further, I just have to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Brittany, how was your Thanksgiving? It was amazing, though. I have a picture on me on Twitter of, like, when the turkey hits, and it's just me passing out on the couch. So, yes, I feel like that sums up my entire Thanksgiving uh, experience. But how was yours? I see you made a delicious, wonderful turkey that I was, like, I knew you could cook, but I was like, golly, she, like, gourmet it. <laughs> it really wasn't that hard. I YouTubed it. There's literally a YouTube uh, video that's something along the lines of your first turkey. And I found that everyone who was trying to give me advice, and mind you, I did my turkey last year as well, but everyone who tries to give you advice is saying, to, no, you have to squeeze orange juice on it. You have to br- do it in a brine for three days, this, this, this. And I'm like, there's no need to be that complicated, right? You get the turkey you like have to a week sacrifice before. the virgin, rub yeah. the blood on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you get the bird like a week prior. You let it defrost in your refrigerator, salt, pepper, butter, throw it in the freaking oven. You're good. And that's exactly what I did. So it was very nice having um, my mom and my boyfriend's parents over. I just love Thanksgiving. Like, honestly, I know that I said that probably in one podcast that Halloween was my favorite holiday. And it is, it is as well. But so is Thanksgiving, just because to me it's this idea of uh, being together. Because Christmas, as wonderful as it is, is, you know, really about a give and a get, right? And Thanksgiving is really just about spending time with each other. And I always remember that my grandma would do Thanksgiving at her house, she had like, you know, a bigger kitchen, whatever. And after eating the turkey, right, and all the other stuff, my grandpa would break out his original Nintendo, which oh. brings us which brings us to the topic of our top ten, which is the top ten video game. We have really not done anything like this. Most of our top tens focus around TV shows and movies. And now Brittany suggested this topic. I am really not a video game person. My video games are from childhood up until teenage years, right? Back, you know, when my grandpa would break out his Nintendo, we'd play Super Mario Brothers. 
and then uh, up until teenage years with the PS2, and I got a PS3, right, for the sole purpose of one game, and I want to say... Oh, yeah, we know which game that is. (laughs) And I want to say after that, I've really not played a whole lot of video games. So this will be interesting, but you are the video game expert. You are the whiz. You are the twitcher, as I like to say. I want to say, like, I was going to be, oh, God, I keep saying, like, that's a terrible habit of mine, but I was going to say that I've really not played a lot of PC games, but that's a lie, because back when I was younger, I used to play all of the Disney, like, PC games, a Bugs Life, freaking Hunchback and Notre Dame, had, like, oh, all of like, Disney. Bugs Life. That's bringing it back, right? Like, that yeah, you're bringing it back, girl. So I feel like that's what I'm here for. I'm going to be the nostalgia, and you're probably going to be the modern day. So let's get right into this. Um, I'm actually going to go first because I want really, you to, I want you to get the number one, and normally if I make you go first when it's just the two of us, then I get number one, it just doesn't make sense. So let's get to this, right? <laughs> let's start this off in a true let's start this off in a truly strange way. I'm telling you, people who listen who are like modern day gamers, you know, the people like you who, you know, sit in your gaming chair and, you know, play uh all the like first person blah 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 games are gonna be like, What the hell is Tia talking about? Why does she even do this? But it is my type of video games, okay? So you're going to laugh. You're really going to laugh at this first one, how I'm starting it. But keep in mind how revolutionary this game was when it first came out and how popular it was. Uh, it has a shit ton of sequels. So it is going to be the Guitar Hero franchise because anyone who wanted to, say, be in a band uh, played Guitar Hero. They literally gave you a replica of a guitar. Obviously, like the 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 movements really didn't reflect all that much. Although I did hear from quite a lot of people that Guitar Hero inspires them to actually pick up a real guitar. And what I loved oh, yeah. about it, and what I loved about it was that it was introducing rock music, aka good music, to the masses. So, hooray! Um, I loved Guitar Hero. So much. I have so many memories of going to friends' houses who also had it, plugging it in and just playing it, seeing, you know, who could defeat who, who could get the big score, um, you know, finally unlocking that, you know, master song at the end. You could pick your characters and put them in outfits, which always was like my favorite aspect of any game, getting to choose like the skin essentially. That, oh yeah. Uh, character. Yeah. So I love that. And of course me as like the rock kid, like thought I was so cool freaking doing it. And then they had the whammy bar and then they came out with like what band hero, which then you could play the drums and then you could sing. And oh my God, me and my friends, when I was like 15 or 16, that's all we did was play guitar hero. I couldn't wait for the next one to come out to see what, their playlist was going to be about. I mean, I loved it. I loved Guitar Hero. Um, And I think when I moved out of my mom's house, it was a huge, like, decision for me if I was actually going to take the guitar with me because I thought to myself, am I really ever 
going to play Guitar Hero again? Am I actually going to plug in? No, I haven't. Like, that's the honest truth. I have not. And I think I left the guitar at my mom's house. I have the Guitar Hero games here, uh, but I have the guitar at my mom's house, which makes no sense. I would not be able to play it. I know, I know. And I want to say that as much as I was into Guitar Hero and I played it religiously, I never went past, like, the medium difficulty. Never went past it. Like, oh, me neither. Could not do hard when they had you go into, like, the blue button or something. No, I kept it at, like, the four buttons and stuff. So, uh, Guitar Hero is how I want to start out this list. And, Brittany, tell me what you think about my choice as Guitar Hero. And did you play Guitar Hero? Oh, I think Guitar Hero is a great way to start it. I remember uh, it came out on the PS2 first, I think, uh, and I wanted to play it so bad that I didn't have a PS2. And as you know, my older brother is technically my half-brother, so at his dad's, he had a PS2 and a Guitar Hero, so, you know, that meant that we didn't really have a push to have one at my house. And I remember one day he brought over the PS2 with Guitar Hero, and I played it all through the night. Like, did not sleep because I thought it was the best thing in the world. And uh, anybody with Walmart knows around that time, uh, they had a demo of Guitar Hero where you could pick up the guitar and play the actual songs, except the screen was like, way over your head so you had to like crane your neck up and felt like your neck was going to snap playing it but as a kid you just don't care you want to play all the guitar hero but it's funny you bring up rock band because I was obsessed with the drums of it because uh, me and my dad would try to beat each other's records on rock stands and I remember one time during the summer I spent hours hours trying to beat his score and I finally beat it right before he got home and my dad walked in I said huh I beat you and he goes over he plays it once and he rebroke my record and that was (laughs) the most depressing day of my life but Guitar Hero is great it's funny because uh you know I'm glad to hear you know a lot of my list is Nintendo because I freaking love Nintendo. <laughs> Bow down to Nintendo. But uh, it's funny, Aaron actually won a Walmart contest one time for Guitar Hero and won, like, a new set, like, with the guitar and everything. When we used to play it, we cracked the whole, you didn't really need to be saying the lyrics to a song. Your pitch just needed to match what the pitch was in the game. So there was the, I remember one of the songs was Mask, and we literally tested out. We didn't even say anything. We were just like, you know, and just getting the pitch of what it was, and we still beat it because the pitch was correct. So that's my story of Guitar Hero, Rock Band. I miss these days of being really into it. And, of course, I had, like, I didn't have an Xbox until I moved in with Polly. I was a PS person, right? I didn't have the PS1, but I had the PS2, PS3, PS4, right? Like, I had a, I had a freaking, what were they called, PS Vitas or something back in the day? Oh, I had yeah, that. yeah. Like, I was a PlayStation person. So, um, this is up my alley, and I love Guitar Hero. 
and I'm glad that, I don't know, we have such an epic freaking game when we were teenagers. And if you think about your inner uh, goth girl was going crazy. Well, if you think metalhead. I'll correct you. Metalhead. There you go. And if you think about rock bands brought people together so they weren't just playing by themselves. So there you go. Um, Yeah, guitar hero. (laughs) So that is my introduction for this list. Brittany, what is your number nine? I don't know if you've ever heard of this game, but I when I sat and made my list, I was like, I have to think about the games that I played for hours, didn't care about how many hours I played it, I just wanted to play it, and that's going to have to be uh, Chibi Robo, and it was for the GameCube. Have you ever heard of it? Um, Chibi Robo, no, because I did not have a GameCube, but my friend Jeanette had a GameCube growing up. And all we used to play on it was um, Mario Party and, like, some uh, water skiing game. So, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no. Well, so what it is is it's about this family that brings home this little robot. And what it does is it, it, uh, it cleans up the house and straightens up, and it's very cute. Well, it has, uh, it's just like a little robot. And it has a plug dangling behind it, like a tail. And you'll mm-hmm. run around holding the plug over your head. And if you run low on energy, you plug yourself in and you recharge real quick, right? And so mm-hmm. you go around cleaning the house, and everything's from the perspective of being like the length of your hand. You're like that's how tall the robot is. And you have to figure out ways how to get around the house. Or you can, uh, and you can have like a little toothbrush with you and you'll scrub the floor. And there's all this like crazy like uh, other stuff to it. Like there's other things that you can do with it. Like there's a whole storyline about this other older robot and trying to find the parts to make it run again. Uh, You find out a lot of the toys can talk like Toy Story. So you interact with the toys. But it's just about you being this little robot and you can just like, and just getting the run around plugging stuff in, it was such like a mindless game, but it was one of my best memories. Uh, if I could find Chibi Robo right now, somebody was like, hey, give me 50 bucks and I'll give you a GameCube and Chibi Robo. I would be like, let me go to the ATM. And that's how obsessed I was with that game. I'm pretty sure we have a GameCube somewhere. I don't think it's operational, but I'm pretty sure we have a GameCube somewhere. But oh, man. I I just looked up the pictures. It's so adorable. I love, like, adorable games. I think they're so cute. But uh, isn't it funny that, like, to me, the GameCube never took off, right? Obviously, you had the original Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, the N64, pretty much, like, the godfather of video games, right? And then you had... The, then you had GameCube, and then you had the Wii, and the Wii has, like, transformed. It has its other stuff to it, yada, yada. But GameCube really kind of, like, got swept under the rug. And I kind of don't know why, because to me, I was I hated where they went with the Wii, with the joysticks, because the GameCube still had the controllers. So do you have any sort of, like, idea as to why, say, GameCube didn't, wasn't successful? Was it really just because of the tiny little discs? It was because, uh, if I remember correctly, when I was obsessed with the game, I loved it. 
And they said that that was a big thing because DVD players were so expensive. If you could get a game console and a DVD player in one, it was a huge thing. And they said that was a big reason why people were picking Sony and Xbox over uh, GameCube. It must have been the Xbox because I had a PlayStation 2. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong about it, but I don't remember being able to play DVDs on it. Now, my PS3, I was able to play DVDs on it, but my PS2, I don't believe I was able to play. So it must have been Xbox that, because I think I also remember going over friends' house, and if they had an Xbox, we were able to watch movies. So there you go. But, Brittany, I love your, uh, the middle for number nine. I'm going to hit the number eight. Um, and this is going to be ridiculous, but honestly, it was one of my favorite uh, games, also a PlayStation 2 game, uh, and mm-hmm. it is it is Lego Star Wars. I oh. love, like, and I think all of, like, the Lego games were great, uh, Lego Batman and all of that, but for some reason, I especially loved Lego Star Wars. I played all the sagas because they had all of them, and I thought it was so freaking cute, obviously, your Legos, but in the freaking Star Wars world, so you had, like, the fun music going on, and you're able to do, like, the grappling hooks and all that, but I love the idea of having to build certain things. I loved how it kind of showed you, like, what could go with what. I loved how you could just kind of adventure around and stuff. I don't know. It was so fun to me, and Honestly, one of my, like, favorite things about Star Wars, is that weird, like, was their freaking Legos video game. I loved the Lego Star Wars game. Like, even, I played it on the PS2, right, obviously, when I was a teenager, because that's when the PS2 was big. But even when Paulie and I moved here to my current location, I even I think that year, like, that we moved, for some reason, I plugged in the PS2 and play the Lego Star Wars game for, like, a few hours because I love this game. Uh, It's just fun. I think that, honestly, I don't know. It's just a a good game to get, like, lost into and kind of mindlessly do it, and you almost don't realize that you're doing something that's, like, Star Wars-related, but at the same time, it's not – like, that makes a difference as well because, as I said – you have, like, the Lego Batman, but I didn't find the Lego Batman one as entertaining as I did the Lego Star Wars. So I couldn't wait for the prequel uh, episodes to come out. I played those. I played the original trilogy. I don't know if they came out one, one for the current movies, but I love the Lego Star Wars franchise. So that's going to be my number eight. Brittany, have you ever played the Lego Star Wars? I did not, but I uh, I used to watch clips of it a lot because I thought it was so funny. And I think the great thing about what Legos did for, like, all the series they did, because, you know, there was a Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Star Wars, mm-hmm. Lego Marvel, Batman, everything, is that the humor it brought, it took, like, serious things that children may not be able to particularly watch because even though Star Wars is great for children, but it may, you know, people do die in it. But in this, anytime anybody dies, they may just, like, shatter into pieces or there's some, like, goofy uh, overtone. You know, whenever I worked at GameStop, like, the Lego series was my most suggested game for children. 
is they'd be like, oh, they want to play a game where they can shoot or do stuff or do puzzles, but I don't want cussing or blood or, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, go with, like, a Star Wars. And they'd be like, oh, that's child. <laughs> and I was like, so I think it was great. I think it's one of those things where you can have a good time with the puzzles. Uh, I think I played some Lego Marvel, and I really did enjoy it. The Hulk would, uh, if you played it the Hulk, it crushed me up cracked me up because he would just smash things and it would shatter into Lego pieces. Yeah, like, it was just so much fun because you had to, like, collect the little uh, clear pieces as you went along and they, like, danced at some points, you know, and all the characters were there. You had Chewie, you had C-3PO, R2-D2, Darth Vader, um, so you, they and they followed the story, right? They like completely yeah. followed the story of like the first game starts exactly with little R two D two and showing the little hologram. Help us, Obi Wan Kenobi, your only hope. So it has all that, and I just thought it was absolutely freaking precious. So um, Star Lego Star Wars definitely made a huge uh, impact. I want not impact. You know what I mean? Like. In my time management as a teenager, made a huge pack, uh, impact on that. So, yeah. Um, but so my number eight is like a Star Wars. Brittany, what is your number seven? You know, I'm looking at my list right now. Let me see, because I'm always so torn. Um, hmm. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with it. My all-time favorite series, but I guess it wouldn't be considered as great as some. Have you ever heard of Harvest Moon or as it got rebranded to Story of Seasons because they lost the rights to the name? They lost the rights to the name? I've definitely heard of Harvest Moon. I've never played it. Um, And also, just for anyone who sits there, I've also never played the Final Fantasy uh, franchise, so there you go. You monster. No, I'm still okay. I haven't played much <laughs> Final Fantasy either. Um, Harvest Moon. Okay, so uh, quick thing. Uh, Harvest Moon is the American name for it. Uh, Natsume, I think, was the one. I think they made it, and then there's somebody else that was translating it, and they had the rights to the name Harvest Moon, and they've been making their own games under Harvest Moon now, same kind of game, except they're awful. They have no heart, no love, no <laughs> nothing in them. But so they had to rename themselves uh, Story of Seasons, which I really like that name too. But you know, Harvest Moon is really near and dear. Um, for people that don't know, basically, Harvest Moon is like a dating slash farming simulator. The story is always that uh, you get a broken down home, whether or not it got gifted to you through a will, whether or not you bought it because you wanted to get away from the city or what. But you move into this town and you meet all these villagers. And um, in the early on games, you could only play as a boy and you could uh, date female, you know, the female characters and everything. And as they went on, uh, you could become a girl, uh, become, but I mean, like, you could choose between a boy or a girl. And, uh, but you were set in the way you look. As things go on with the series, uh, they made it actually where you could customize your character. And they even later on did a thing where, like, their workaround, because Japan still has, you know, issues with, like, homosexuality, 
is that you could make a technically female character but make them look exactly like a boy uh, so that you could still date like a uh, a character or there was like there's bisexual characters so that you could actually romance them too or they would say like, oh, they're not gendered because they're like a god, goddess, you know, spirit thing. But uh, you go through it, you're fixing up the farm, you sell things, you're upgrading your house, you're slowly... Uh, it also taught me that if you shove 50 of the same kind of gift in your lover's face, they will eventually reciprocate your love and accept the blue feather to marry them because that's how you propose in that game. You have to find a blue feather and propose. But uh, I was obsessed with it as a kid. Uh, I played it on GameCube. I think it originally came out on the N64. Uh I've played almost every version of it since then. I'm very excited because they're actually remaking uh, Friends of Mineral Town for the Switch and bringing it there. And I'm excited to uh, force someone to love me. So (laughs) there we go. I feel like you've played this while we've been friends. Like either on... Okay, because this sounds so familiar. You used to tell me about like um, a character that had more love or something like that. Like, I distinctly remember you playing a game and describing it to me and it being very similar to this. Yes. Uh, it came out on the 3DS. That's when it started turning to Story of Seasons. Uh, they had Harvest Moon, Atella Two Towns, I think, was around the time it started switching. But uh, I, I would get so freaking excited like I periodically search online like story of seasons and there was no update and now today I like the other day I saw the Japanese name for it and I was like wait a second it said released uh like this month and so I'm like oh the translation is coming I'm ready for it <laughs> well then when it comes I certainly hope that you enjoy it thank you thank you baby girl <laughs> I, I remember this. I remember hearing you describe this, and it has been on a lot of different um, consoles and all of that. It reminds me of, um, oh, my God, what was it called? There was, like, a, a cell phone game back in the day, not Candy Crush. It was, like, before Candy Crush, like, before everyone became obsessed with Candy Crush. There was a game, and it was, like, farmers and shit. Yes, yes, there you go. So, uh, apparently, people in a video game sense love the farm. It makes them feel like they're doing hard work, but with, like, no no effort. (laughs) Uh, That is true, that is true. No, I love that you picked this, absolutely. I mean, I think our list is so funny, because I'm sure that when this... Uh, this podcast is promoted, people are going to think about games, say, like Halo, Grand Theft Auto, Years of War, uh, Call of Duty, and sorry, that is not the type of gamer I was. So (laughs) uh, I guess if you wanted that, so it was some other podcast. <laughs> right. no, I felt like that too. I was like, oh, these are like cute, fun, uh, story-driven games. Uh, I have a very I, particular type. I always love story-driven games. Okay, this is my thing. I love, because I was an arcade person. I went to the arcades growing up, right? 
So what did they have at arcades? They didn't have, you know, like they started, they had racing games. And I always played the racing games. There was one that, like, you were driving an 18-wheeler, and the steering wheel literally was like the steering wheel of an 18-wheeler. And that was the kind Oh, of I know which one you're talking about. Yes. yes. Or the ones where, like, they had, like, an actual motorcycle that you had to control, which I was always really bad at, which told me that I was destined to never drive a motorcycle in my life. Oh, the <laughs> Stobaville one. Did you ever play the uh, Stobaville one? That it would blow it. air on you as you went faster, and I always thought it was the coolest thing in the world. The best was... um. They had one that was like a skateboard, and you could play it that way. Oh, like, but you know what? The one thing I never played, Brittany, before we move on, <laughs> Dance oh, no. Dance Revolution. Never I played didn't that. either. No. I was like, no, thank you. But um, great pick for number seven. I'm going to hit the number six, and I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, okay. Um, all right, how many lists do I have? One, two, three. So let's see. Okay, I am going to pick something that, like, okay, I'm going to probably do a terrible job describing it, right? But you'll know what I mean. And it's more so, I'm not going to pick, like, say, one in general. It's more so, like, the franchise. So yes, it's like it, yeah. And it's Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Cause <laughs> oh, those are good. Yes. Like, I don't like first-person shooter games or anything like that. Those are not my type of games. I love the 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 fighting games, and especially since uh, Dragon Ball Z was my favorite anime growing up. Of course, I wanted to play the games that, you know, were including these characters in this world. I mean, I loved it. As a franchise, all of it, right? You got not only to fight in the tournaments, just like in the anime, then you got to also follow the sagas, which was super freaking cool. You could play as different characters, and each of them had their own strengths, their own powers, their own different moves, and I love transformations. Yeah, yeah, the, the the transformations, the fusions, and then also getting the cheat sheet to see, like, how you can unlock, like, you know, the the super, like, moves and everything like that, which, again, I'm doing a terrible job describing because it it's been so long, but I played that shit for hours. Like, whenever a new one came out, I automatically got it because I could not wait to play, and I would get so through the sagas and all of that. I mean, I love playing these Dragon Ball Z games. They were, like, infectious to me, right? I love playing as Goku or Android 18. And, of course, you know, I love playing as Android 16. Um, I hated there was this one time where I don't know why it was, like, during the saga, and, you know, they had made you play as, like, different characters throughout the saga. And, like, one I had to freaking play as Hercule, you know. Um, oh, no, yes. <laughs> who has, like, no powers at all, and I, like, absolutely hate it. But, yeah, it was really cool playing as, like, the androids and everything. I mean, I loved it. And I, pl- and I of course, love playing as Raditz because he was still a character that I would have loved to see further into the show. But apparently the creator of Dragon Ball Z hated him so much um, that there was no conceivable way that he was ever going to bring him back. So, there you go. I probably hated I- drawing his hair. 
You know what it is? He, like, hated him. And everyone, like, not everyone, but people would say, you know, um, you gave Vegeta a redemption story. Why didn't Raditz, uh, Goku's actual blood brother, ever get a redemption story? I mean, we had movies based on Goku's father. Um, and apparently he just hated the character. It could have quite been uh, not wanting to draw the freaking hair, but because if he had ever gone Super Saiyan, it would have been like him going Super Saiyan 3 right off the bat. He would have wrapped it around his waist. <laughs> it would have been nuts. Like, they would have had to give him a haircut. But, yeah, so the Dragon Ball Z Budokai, or in general, the Dragon Ball Z games were my absolute favorite Um I just love them so much. So, Brittany, I, you had to have played these. I remember you playing one not that long ago, maybe a few years ago, a new one, and describing how you could, like, create characters, which oh, I never yeah. played any of them. Yeah, I never played any of them that you could actually create the characters. It was always the just characters that existed, but you could pick, like, different outfits. So what are your uh, feelings towards the Dragon Ball Z game franchise? I just I loved them because I didn't like say like Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat where you fight like it's a very uh, side uh, like an arcade style fighting game. But I thought Dragon Ball Z was so cool because you could actually fly around, you could hit each other, you could do the special moves to make the blast, you could uh, you know get to knock each other. It actually felt like you were in the game, and as the game started. Uh, gotten better through the years, which I also loved it because you always start out, off as uh, haven't you noticed it's like even though they remake it uh, it felt like it was just increasing from the story, but it always started with oh, Kakarot, Raditz uh, Fight, Piccolo Goku Dying, the uh, they always, what's it called? They, Snake Road they always, what was it? they always have to start with the Saiyan Saga oh yeah and then, well, like, that's what, uh, that's what having to say, try to catch bubbles. Yeah. And uh, no, I, what I say is that, like, what it what gets me is I just always found it so interesting. And even though it's the same thing, oh, or uh, you could collect the Dragon Balls. Like, remember the whole, like, with the capsules, like, trying to find the Dragon Balls so that you could make a wish and unlock something cool? Yeah, no, I loved all of that. Like, because to me, what was so cool about the games was it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't, oh, just do the story or just do the tournaments. It was like you could do other things depending on what you wanted. You could, you know, choose to, say, fight against the computer, or if you have someone with you, then you can choose to fight against them. Like, I like that, that you had the option of, you could do a two-player or you could do a one-player, and that was really cool. Oh, yeah. I And me and my big brother used to fight so much over those games because I was like, you're just, I would start button-mashing because I couldn't beat him, but then I'd end up beating him because I was button-mashing, and he's like, you're just hitting random buttons, and I'm like, I'm oh, still winning. I was a complete button-masher. I did not try and do techniques or anything like that. I was just like, go, 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 go. It's like if I hit this enough, 
it's gonna like melee that person and that's what I'm looking for. I don't give a shit. You know, well that was like the one thing in the games they think it's like you had to do certain like moves to unlock shit. I didn't always do that because I'm like I don't want to sit here and have to do like all these games and figure out like you know hit, hit the triangle this way and the square this way and this and this. It's like I just want to button mash. I just want to button yeah, mash. Yeah. What and what will be will be. Did you ever button mash and make a really cool move and you're like shit? How did I do that? Yeah. Oh my god. That is- so many times where I'd be like, oh, that was so cool. What did I do that time? <laughs> <laughs> it was like an Easter egg. It was like, oh, it's a surprise. Yeah, I love the Dragon Ball Z games. And again, especially since I was such a big fan of the Dragon Ball Z anime, was especially why I love playing. But I just thought it was a cool fighter game. You know, um, as you said, like, it wasn't uh, an arcade style, although I didn't always mind, say, an arcade style fighting game, uh, just because, as I said, I was an arcade player, but I liked how this worked, because it became where he flew and all that, so it was just really cool. I love these games, um, and maybe one day I'll play them again, but yeah, so that is my number six entry. Uh, Brittany, what's your number five? You know, sitting there, I'm like staring at it. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Animal Crossing. Have you played that one? I've not played Animal Crossing, but I've, of course, heard of Animal Crossing. I think what I love so much about it is because, obviously, you go, okay, you're just moving into a town. You can't get married. And you go, well, huh, you know, what? how is that fun? But the villagers in Animal Crossing are so cute and sincere that you find yourself, like, getting so attached to them. And my heart would always get broken because, obviously, you know, you move into the town of Nook, uh, the raccoon, and so uh, you're, like, in debt to him, and you have to pay off the debt, and you're like, shit. But what's cool about the game is it always ran in real time. You always, like, Mm -hmm. uh, if you were playing at night, you would set it to your time, and you would maybe, like, uh, go uh, play the game at night. It'd be nighttime in the game. They would be like, oh, come back tomorrow. You'd have to literally come back tomorrow to go see it, or, like, the days of the week. Um, But what always depressed me is if I hadn't played in a while and it still picks up your clock, They'd be like, oh, I thought you just appeared. I haven't seen you in three months. I was so worried about you. I was like, no, my heart. Leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, I just always loved it. Uh, you could collect the fossils. Uh, you could upgrade your house. But you got so attached to these uh, animals. And I'm trying to remember what his name is. The uh, oh, oh, K.K. Slide. And the little songs he would make where he's just like the little, uh, they would, I can't remember what they would speak. They actually have a name for like what they speak in the game where it's like the little bebop, but it's like animalese, I think, or something like that. But I, um, I was obsessed. Um, for some reason that just reminded me of the Tamagotchi. Like, if you yes. have if you had checked up on your Tamagotchi, the Tamagotchi was hungry, it died, it pooped everywhere, uh, and you, know, you had to take care of it. So it's funny, right, when this Animal Crossing and other games that are similar, like I watched 
quality playing, say, No Man's Sky or Minecraft, and it seems like these village-building games are so popular. Um, I mean, it really is what people enjoy playing. I remember hearing about Animal Crossing and how popular that was. Now, was that on the, uh, oh, my God, the Game Boy or no? It was, uh, it first came out on the GameCube, and then it came to, uh, after the GameCube, but it was on the Wii, it was on the Game Boy, uh, not Advance, it was on the Game Boy, uh, it was on the DS, the dual screen, the first Mm -hmm. variation of that, it was also, I think, on the 3DS, and there's an app for it, Um, it was I don't think it was on the Wii U. I think I would have bought it if it was on the Wii U. Uh, but now it's coming to the Switch, and it's coming out in March. And I'm sorry, Tia, I'm going to warn you now. You will never hear from me again after March. <laughs> like, oh, it'll be like, you'll be like, Brittany, you want to talk about things? You want to, uh, you ready for the podcast? I'll be like, you know what? You won't even get an answer. I won't be there. <laughs> Wow. Second, you know, second. don't tell don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, March. Or is it February? I, no, I don't remember. No, um, my my birthday's in March, first of all. And second, <laughs> um I need you on these podcasts. I clearly uh worked my schedule around to make sure that you were going to be a part of this podcast. So, but yeah, she's like, I, she's like on a real note. I know you're joking, but on a real note, if I don't hear from you in March, you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> laughing, but not laughing. It's like um, really quick. I don't know why I watched this like Netflix movie today, right? Um, called War Machine. Not not about uh, Rhodey from Marvel. That would have been epic, but with Brad Pitt. And there's uh, at one part where he, and really quick, I'm not going to go into it that much, but he's like, he's this general, right, in the army. And this guy is doing like a Rolling Stones magazine, like profile type of article on him. And they're like laughing and Brad Pitt's character's like, put me on the cover. And the guy's like, ha, 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 yes, between you and like Lady Gaga. And he's like, He's like, oh, that's fine. We could be on the cover together. I don't mind sharing. And, like, Brad Pitt's wife is like, ha-ha, he's just joking. He's like, ha-ha, no, I'm deadly serious. Put me on the cover. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she, she was like, if this was in person, she would be, like, side-eyeing me, like, ha-ha, but, like, no expression on her face. She's, like, staring you down. Staring you right directly into your soul. But, Yeah. <laughs> I love that you put Animal Crossing. I feel like all of our games are relatively, like, nostalgia games, especially considering, like, I don't play video games now. I especially don't even play them on my phone. I know they gasp here. But, yeah, so I love that you clicked Animal Crossing. I'm going to do the next one, and I hope this wasn't on yours, but this is, like, the, like, nostalgia factor of all nostalgia factors for me. I mean, it, can I tell you, like, how much time I spent on this game? How many times I did the story? How many characters I did the whole adventure with? How I, like, specifically tried to get, you know, specific unlocked 
specific characters and try mm-hmm. and find, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, the amount of hours that I put into this game, and it's not the one you're thinking of, Brittany, okay? Because I said you would pick this. You obviously want to pick the other one that I'm saving. But this game, I don't know. Like, I, I played it myself. I played it against people. But this game, this game, and you know what game it is? It is Super Smash Brothers, the original. Yes, I knew Super it. Smash. I knew it. The original Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64. First of all, I don't care what anyone says about the three-prong freaking controller. I love that controller. I would break out that controller today to start playing it. I don't care how freaking uh, unnecessary that middle, like, prong was, okay? The, the controller, the video game, this freaking, uh, okay, it was, what, what was it um, when they did Infinity War and Endgame and they were talking about how it was the most, uh, like, innovative uh, crossover in history? No, 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 no. Super Smash, Super Smash Brothers was the most, uh, you know, courageous and daring crossover of all. You had Pokemon, you had Samus, you had Link, you had the freaking Mario Brothers. I mean, Super Kirby. Smash Brothers. Was, Kirby, oh my god, Kirby! You had all of them, and it was so amazing to play as every single one of them. Oh my god, um, freaking Captain Falcon, show me your moves. <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I loved playing... <laughs> I love the freaking world with all of the freaking Yoshis was like my favorite one, and then the one oh, that was like the big, and then the one that was like the big castle and shit like that. Like I love playing this game. I loved going through all of the worlds, especially the one where you essentially fought against like the mirror image of yourself. Do you remember that one? Oh yes, uh, Master Hand too. Yes. Oh, God, I loved it. Like, it felt so cool when you finally beat the freaking game. Um, personally, me, right, Brittany, my favorite character to play as was Samus. Like, I loved playing as Samus, um, and I especially loved any time that uh, you fought against Pikachu, and Pikachu would electrocute you, and you found out that Samus was, like, a girl underneath, and you're like, holy shit, because you would, like, pause it. Like, yeah, that's what caused it. It was especially cool in the newer ones. Uh, if uh, like I can't remember if they do it particularly a lot now, but in the games now you can play as Zero Suit Samus, or you can play as Trigger Samus. But now, if you do her final finishing move, if she's in the armor, like it blows off her armor, and she's like revealed Whoa. underneath, and you start fighting. I'm telling you, Zero Suit Samus is so freaking fast. Like, she does not mess around. Oh, my God. I don't know. To me, I just love this freaking game so much. Like, like, and clearly it was popular because it spawns a million different, uh, I don't want to say sequels, but you know what I mean, where they just made the arenas bigger, added more characters. I mean, it was so cool to have, as you said, Kirby and uh, Pikachu and all-in-one and Fox and Captain Falcon, Samus, Link. 
Uh, and curving, all of sucking that. up people and being able to absorb their powers and getting to see, like, how his body would change with every new power. My favorite especially was being Kirby and sucking in Samus, and Kirby then had, like, a little helmet on. What yes. is so cool? I love it. And then you fight with freaking, like, any game, essentially, that had, like, the Mario Brothers in it. I love, like, uh, you know, the Mario Brothers, uh, tennis, racing. I love the freaking racing ones. Love the tennis ones. Like, love all of that shit, right? That was my jam back then, but... Super Smash Brothers played it religiously, um, and I tried to play it against anyone I could, like my dad, my grandpa, anyone who I could get to. And I remember, like, I didn't have the N64 plugged in all the time. It was always in a box along with all of the cartridges <laughs> of games. So anytime I had to plug it in because I wanted to play it in the living room, bigger TV, obviously, but yeah. having to freaking but having to do the freaking extension cords everywhere. You had to plug it in into the freaking DVD player or the VHS player at the time. Then I had to plug in, like, one plug into the living room, and then I had to plug another plug into, like, my bedroom. I don't know why it was so complicated. There apparently wasn't enough plugs, but I it was a freaking journey every time and a journey that I was happy to do just to play Super Smash Brothers. So mixing up the white and yellow cable because they didn't look particularly the same when you're like trying to look <laughs> in a dimly lit room and then oh. being like, Why can't I hear anything? And then you're like, Oh, that's why <laughs> Oh my you god, like funny. I, oh, I'm sorry. I just wanna say I hate to sound like this and be like, Kids these days don't know. But seriously, it's one plug now. It's like, no, no, no. We had a million plugs to do, all right? You had to plug something into the TV, as you said. You had the three colors. It was crazy, but so I'm many sorry. Tables. What were you going to say? Oh, I'll, I'll just say really quick before that, um, now when you plug up a game, you have a very small power plug, uh, an HDMI cable, which does everything, and then your controller is wireless. So you only technically have two wires unless you plug in the wire to, like, charge your controller, right? But now we have, like, a charging dock for it. So back then it was, like, power cord, but you also had the red, white, yellow cable. You also had, like, the cable of each controller, but you also had to plug in the memory stick. And you're like, golly. But uh, what I was going to say was what's funny is, you know, Super Smash was on my list, too, which is perfectly fine you having it and everything. But, um, like, we've been playing Super Smash Brothers like, every night since Aaron's been home. Uh, get some strength, play some Super Smash, uh, going against online. It's funny because right now I even hear him in the living room watching one of the guys that we love watching play Super Smash Brothers because he's so good. And I was like, this is so ironic right now. I just love the Super Smash Brothers, like, entirely. I just think that it was such a fun game. Um, And I'll admit to you that I tried playing, like, Melee, and the ones after that, and while they were good, I feel, and maybe, again, this is just a nostalgia factor, and maybe it's because I was just so used to playing it on the N64, like, to me, nothing felt as good as the N64 version. I know, it's something about the nostalgia of having that one thing that is so near and dear, like, it's kind of like, you know when I'm on Twitch and I love playing a lot of games like where it's my first playthrough 
and a lot of people love watching those because nothing can quite return the feeling of like your first game of it. The first time, you know, getting to experience the story and just like getting to relive it. So people are like, I want to watch somebody relive it. (laughs) It's kind of like how I feel about Avengers Endgame. Like I wish that it could be erased from my memory so that I could go see it for the first time again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the first time. Oh, God. Like, right to experience the first Thor and that awakening of this man who plays Loki is now the man I shall dedicate my life to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, stop it, Brittany. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) now I'm just thinking of Fleabag. Uh, oh, that was a good one, too. Oh, my God. Uh, right, right. What, what's up with that? We are strong, independent women, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, it was so funny. I have to share this with you really quick. This has nothing to do with video games, but you mentioned Fleabag, so it made me think of it. But I saw this thing on Twitter that said um, Scoot McNary is the um, the American version of priest. <laughs> oh my god, right? I need it to I mean, happen. Right, right. So, the same, but yeah. Thank you for uh, reliving Super Smash Brothers with me. I will give you the number three spot. I'm looking at it right now. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Mario Kart. And I think we yes. talked about this. Yes, I love Mario Kart, all of them. I loved Double Dash. I loved uh, the original Mario Kart. Remember, like, the the uh, where you could, uh, where you had the balloons on the back and you had to try to knock them off? Yes. And you're just, like, <laughs> running in, like, a big battle arena with it. Um, I got really good at Mario Kart because when I worked at GameStop, uh, they had the Wii U version. I think it was Mario Kart 8. And when we were dead in the store, I just played Mario Kart over and over again. And there would be people that were like, "Oh, I feel like I beat you," and I'm like, "Bring it!" And it was <laughs> always, it was always something. Uh, but uh, I think I told you the story of making a girl cry over Mario Kart. But then again, oh she was doing, uh, like, and she was like, "Nobody's ever beat me. I'm always good. I own this game. Played once." Okay, rematch, 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 until finally she cried. And, yes, we were adults when this happened in our 20s. Uh, But but I I love Mario Kart. It is the ruiner of friendship, uh, just like Mario Party is. But Mario Kart is always the one that – isn't it funny that we as kids or even as adults See, I'm not particularly fond of fighting games. I'm not particularly fond of racing games, but suddenly Nintendo does it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I can play Mario Kart. I can play uh, Super Smash Brothers. There's something just so different what Nintendo does with it. it but it is so funny because when I was telling Aaron my list for this, he was like, is this a top 10 Nintendo list? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then I looked at my list, and I went, oh, no. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure at some point in our friendship, it was either Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers, and I said that I loved playing it, and I was pretty good at it, and you're like, not better than me. 
I'll beat you. Yes, you know, yes, we got competitive over it. We got competitive. We were like, we're like, uh, we're gonna after a match one day. It will be uh, what is the um, with the the kung fu panda uh, the clouded leopard that's like finally a worthy adversary or something like that. That's gonna be us. Listen, next time you come here, I'll break out the M64. It's in my closet, all right? Oh, let's not, do it, girl. It's still in good condition. I, I kept that shit pristine, all right? I made sure that wasn't out. No dust can touch it, all right? Every, the freaking video games are in Ziploc bags. The remote controls, not the remote controls, the controllers, the cords are ever so gently wrapped around. There was no flinging around or anything for me. That N64 is prestigious, okay? We're playing. That thing dies, <laughs> you're going to have a broken heart. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about that, right, really quick. Like, one of my – because also I have a VHS player in the closet. And I'm like, what if I break that thing out one day and try and play a VHS tape and it doesn't work? You can't get VHS players anywhere. I have to go on eBay and, like, buy it for, like, freaking $800. Like – what the hell? So, yeah, but no, don't wish voodoo on my N64 just because you wouldn't be able to beat me. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Those are fighting words. There's, there's, there's no winners or losers just the game console can't turn on. I guess we'll never know. Um, but anyway. oh. <laughs> I love Mario Kart. My dad hated me because of Mario Kart because every time we would play and I and like he wouldn't be paying attention. I'm like <laughs> lightning. And you'd be so mad he'd tell mom and be like, She's not playing fair, she's playing dirty and I'm like, Dad that's the point of the game. He's like, you're just lightning me. That's not fair. I was, you know, in a good spot and everything. Or you just did. And I'm like, that's the point of the game. Yeah. The point of the game. game. And like, the, like, you can't get a blue shell as player one. I think you can hardly get a blue shell as player two. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, but I know what you mean. I love the, the one with the the balloons, right? I love the ones that you're, like, riding through the cities and shit like that, like, by yourself almost. And, like, they had games, too. It wasn't, like, just racing, right? It was all these different types of, like, I don't know. I, I hated, um, I, oh, and then you did different, like, tournaments, right? And, you know, there were some tournaments where, like, I liked two of the tracks, but I didn't like the third one, or I only liked one of the tracks, and I had to deal with the other two. So it's like, I loved uh, Mario Kart. Oh, my God. I loved it. It was so Um, gorgeous. You know what the only, um, so, okay, I love Mario Kart. But in this case, um, the next one might be the only one that, like, that I liked more than, say, the original. What was it, the one where, like, you could have two people? Double Dash. Yes. Um, you're gonna laugh. You know who I love playing as. Um, I love I love playing as. Uh, well, first of all, okay, in regular Mario Kart, I love playing as Toad. Hashtag yellow. Um, and and in uh, Double Dash, I love playing as War Luigi. War 
Wario and Waluigi. <laughs> oh my god, yes. That's because you're Italian. Uh oh it's so funny. You're talking about Toad. We were talking about uh Aaron went, uh, I'm the wiener or like I can't remember how it goes. Then he said, Do you know what that's from? And I was like, Mario? And he was like, Yeah, which character? And I was like, Toad. It was Toad whenever he wins. He's like I won, or like I'm the winner, or something. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, like, like I'm the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Mario, there is where Mario when he wins, and he goes, "I'm the winner," and I'm like, "I'm the winner <laughs> or the winner." What? <laughs> oh my god, it's bringing back so many memories. I would play that like right now. Um, yeah, the thing is that I wish like they. I know it's silly, but I wish they made these themes for like the PlayStation or the Xbox so I could just play it on those because I don't have a Wii right now. I don't really have uh, any desire to, like, get a Wii or Switch or anything. It's like, can't you just make them for the consoles that I already have? This is the problem, right? You need a million different consoles to play the freaking, like, games. It's just me. I don't know. But anyway, that's a conversation from a different point. But I love Mario Kart. I love that you put this on there. It absolutely deserved it because all of the Mario games were the best. Um, to be fair, I really didn't play Mario Kart that much. I only played it when I went to my friend Jeanette's house, um, and she had the GameCube. That was the only time I ever played Mario Party. Oh, so good. I didn't get sense that Devil Dash was only on the GameCube. Yes. <laughs> I played all of that. Listen, you got to have friends who have uh, – game so anyway uh, speaking speaking about um using friends for video games no i'm joking jeanette if you're listening to this i love you um but uh number two is going to be my number one technically and i have to keep this video game for this spot because it is i should have called it out i already know what it is i want to do my 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 speech okay it is uh-huh. my it is my number one video game of all time. The video game that not only uh, cost me so many hours of my life, cost me to um, freaking okay. So I found out about this video game because I used to hang out with this girl. I'm not going to name her name because we don't hang out anymore. But she had a PS2 and she had this game. And the only reason after a while why I went over her house was just strictly to play this game. And that's essentially where I said to my mom for Christmas, I need a PS2 ASAP. And you know what? This video game caused me to have friends because I met Sarah from overseas. I met Amanda in New Jersey. Um, so I met friends through this game from online forums, and it is SSX Tricky. And if you don't know SSX Tricky, it is a video game franchise that really isn't around anymore, but it had a lot, believe it or not. You had the original SSX, SSX Tricky, which is the second one, SSX 3, you had SSX Blur for the Wii, you also had SSX on tour for the PS2, and then you had, uh, and then it went into retirement for a little bit, right? Because SSX on tour was very, like, not popular at all, and Blur wasn't popular at all. And then they came back in 2012 for SSX 2012 for the PS3. Um, and it just brought back everything that people loved about SSX Tricky. And freaking, that's the only reason why I got a PS3. I was like, I need SSX, you know, 2012. 
it's coming back. I need it. But the reason why I love SSX Tricky the most out of every SSX game is, first of all, the franchise is a snowboarding franchise. And whereas they introduced this concept of doing tricks and stuff in SSX, SSX Tricky took it to a whole new level. As opposed to doing just regular tricks that any snowboarder could, they decided, because the people behind it decided to look at skateboarders and their movements. And they decided to do tricks that are frankly impossible, but start out as possible. So they could start out as real games, but, you know, at some point they're flying and they're freaking untaching, you know, the, the board and flipping it around and shit. And they got all these different personalities to all the characters. They spoke to each other. They all had their own bios. Like when you click them, it literally had like, what's their name? What do they like? All of all. And it was fairly mature. So you had characters who said that they like to wear jock straps and everything. You had characters flirting with each other. Um, depending on if you had a character like standing there waiting to race and they didn't like the person next to them, they would have a cut scene of, you know, them talking smack. Or if you were in the race and you pushed someone too much, at the end of the race, they would say, like, how dare you? Or vice versa, if you had friends, right? It'd be like, oh, we're racing together, blah, blah, blah. You pick their outfits. You pick their different tricks. You got to unlock things. The, uh, the, the tracks were all throughout the world. You had some in Tokyo. They even made one in Hawaii. And which was cool is that you had a character who was a surfer. You had a character, uh, Simon, who was like this crazy guy. Zoe, who was like the first time I ever saw a woman who had muscles with tattoos everywhere. And I thought it was awesome. You just had all these different characters. And it really was like, um, I want to say a community, the people who liked SSX, because we really just like talked to each other and blah, blah. And I want to say really quick, my friend Amanda Actually, when 2012, that one was being developed, she won a contest through EA Games, and they flew her out with her then-fiancé to Canada, to Canada to meet with the people behind the game and test play the game before it hit the shell. So um, I love SSX, the franchise, um, even the ones that weren't that great, like people – aren't really the biggest fans of SSX3 because instead of going all around the world, it was on one mountain. I didn't mind it per se. And on tour was okay. But um, SSX Tricky was my favorite. The soundtrack was awesome. Like really quick, Brittany, the freaking like uh, perks that the game itself had, like it literally for every character did behind the scenes of their voice actors because they had them say like a lot, right? And they went through, like, the voice actors and what, you know, how they got into their characters. And they had a whole soundtrack to it. I mean, it was just so cool. I was obsessed with this it's game. tricky, 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 tricky. Oh, I, lo- I loved it. And really quick, what made SSX 2012 really cool was they brought back that sense of it. Because uh, SSX 3 and the other ones after really tried to, like, think outside the box. And people are like, no, we want what made SSX Tricky so awesome. And so in 2012, they brought back the concept of going around the world, the main core characters, giving them their outfits and shit, um, giving them their personalities, bringing back characters that they hadn't 
brought back since SSX Tricky. I mean, they have like 20 freaking characters in Tricky. And yes, some of their outfits were very unrealistic for being in the snow. Um, you had this one ah, character, Belly Shirts. You had this one character, Marisol, who literally wore two tops. It's like, I get it. That's not, that's not uh, realistic, but still. Um, I just love, 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 love. That's the best trick. You still the best game of all time. You can't fucking convince me otherwise. And, yeah, and I think not only was it a good game, but it just brings me back to, you know, I guess that time in my life. But, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking about SSX Tricky. Um, if the creators behind SSX are listening, which I'm sure they're not, but I have a PS4, guys. You can make another one for a PS4. I'll play it. I will come out of retirement from my video game days and play a freaking SSX if you made it for the PS4. Um, but don't do it for the upcoming PS5 because I ain't getting it. But Brittany, <laughs> uh, oh, one more thing. I even was so obsessed with this game that they had made a version of this for the GameCube. Uh, no, no, not the GameCube. The Game Boy Advance, right? And it was so terrible because it lagged so much. Like, you went to go jump, and it would jump, like, five seconds after you, like, you know, jumped. Oh, and, it, like, no. ever, and it ever so slowly turned where you couldn't even complete a trick because you would just fall every time. And you're like... I know I can complete this fucking trick, all right, but it's going so slow. But I would, I, I needed to take SSX Tricky on the road with me. So and it was just a cool. You right, are a true a, super fan. That's the game that I knew where all of the little uh, shortcuts, shortcuts were in all of the tracks, where to go to get number one, where to go to hit the most air. I was confident in how many tricks I can do you know, without falling. And the best was that you could shove people every time. It literally had an option where if someone got too close to you, you could fucking knock them out on their ass. So, yeah, that's SSX Tricky. Brittany, I'm not sure if you've ever played any of the SSXs, but, uh, yeah, there you go. Go with God. (laughs) I was going to say, I've heard Tia talk about this game for the longest time, how obsessed she was with the characters. It, um, it also inspired a lot of what you did in life with writing because you like getting to know about the characters. I've always heard you talk about this game, but I had never really played it. But it's so funny as you were talking, I was Googling trying to see if they remade uh, Tricky like as a port to the PS4 so you could play it. And I was like, maybe that would be a good gift for Tia. I could be like, sent her the game and she could relive it and then I was like oh no they haven't done it yet but apparently you are not alone in how much you love that game because everything I read when I was oh yeah like when I went online it was like EA bring it back bring it back like as soon like nothing else not about buying the game not about doing anything else it was people demanding that they bring SSX Tricky to the Xbox and the PS4 because Tricky really was the best one. Again, you had, like, 20 characters, and they really put, like, SSX3 wasn't bad. Again, I didn't mind it. The whole concept was that it instead of it being a different track in each country, it was that it was on a big mountain, and there was different levels, and, you know, you would eventually get to the very top, which then you can get down, and there was different tracks, blah, blah. But, and while they said things, and you can still pick out outfits, they didn't confront each other. They text messaged each other, right? You'd get a text 
but I think that Tricky was so cool because again, like it's I'm playing Simon, right? And Simon likes Zoe. So if they were in the gate together before the race started, they would talk to each other. And then the game happened and literally, you know, there was like a radio commentary as you were, you know, playing and the music would go. And it really was this like cool, fun, and they put so much effort into these characters. Literally, you can look, there were pages of like, you know, because the whole thing was that they were on tour, right? So they got, inter- they got interviewed, like, you know, what's your favorite food, blah, blah, blah. And they each had, like, their different personalities, and that was what was, like, so cool about it, right? Um, and I don't know. It was just freaking awesome. Like, the game was so much fun, and I know, like, it had a huge following. Um, and I bet there are people that would come out of the woodwork today if PS, uh, if PlayStation announced, like, oh, we're making a – PS4 compatible SSX tricky, and we're just remastering the graphics a little. People be like, yep, here's my mommy. Shut up. Stop talking. All right, right. You would be like, I don't care if I keep running every day for the rest of my life. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to play this game. (laughs) I was going to say a quick question because one thing I was obsessed with that they don't do anymore. I just remember the booklets that would come in the cases oh, that would have art and, like, descriptions. They had the booklets for all of these people. Like, it was so cool. Oh, and the best thing was that, again, there was different things you can do, right? You could go to the different tracks, and you can go through, like, the tournament of trying to, like, beat each track the fastest. But then if you want to do just a trick one where it didn't matter if you – say, uh, in first place, but if your trick meter was up more, and then they had others where you could just go, like, other tracks where you could just go and practice and shit, I'm telling you, and they did different board lengths and shit, like, again, there was this one that he was, like, a surfer, so they made his board, like, super long, and then there was this kid who was, like, you know, the young kid, and he was a skateboarder, so his was kind of short, and his uh, moves were very much like a skateboarder's moves. Oh, my God. I love this freaking game. <laughs> it is like, you know what? None of these games matter anymore. SSX Tricky automatically wins everything. Um, Really quick before I move on to you, but I loved SSX Tricky so much that there's this other game called Floodstorm, which kind of had, like, this, it was by EA Sports, right? And it had, like, a very similar co- uh, concept where it was people with, you know, snowmobiles and shit doing tricks and everything. Um, and the only reason why I got the game is because they featured Simon and Zoe in the game as unlockable, oh. as unlockable characters. And because I didn't want to actually play the game, Back in the day, kids, you could look up the cheat sheets on what to press when you were when you remember when you're in like the main menu, you just press a few the buttons. Startup like, screen. Yep, there you go. And I have still the booklet stuffed into the game to this day to make sure that I click that so that I can unlock those two characters. Oh, Tia! I love this freaking franchise. I'm telling you, like. The amount of stories that Sarah and I and Amanda and I wrote back in the day, like, trumps anything that I write to this day. But That is um, wild. Yeah. 
let's uh, let's move on though, because Brittany, I know that you don't have a whole lot of time tonight, so I'm sorry to be uh, holding you up a little. But um, we are to the last in our top ten video games. Um, I feel like we just took a stroll down memory lane, and if it wasn't so difficult to pull out the N64 from my closet, I might have pulled it out. So there you go. But let's go through our list before we get to number one. We have Guitar Hero, Chibi Robo. Did I say that correctly? Chibi Robo. Chibi Robo, Lego Star Wars, Harvest Moon, Dragon Ball Z Budokai, Animal Crossing, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart, SSX Tricky, it's tricky. It's tricky. <laughs> um, and Brittany, it is time for your number one. What do you put as the number one in this list? Is it whistleblower? <laughs> oh my gosh. Nope. I was going to say, uh, you know, it felt like it was so dramatic. I was like, oh no, I'm intimidated now. I'm going to go with The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Wow. Before you go any further, the only reason why I know about the Ocarina of Time is because at some point during Polly and I dating, he played that nonstop. Anytime I went over, it was like, oh, you're playing the Ocarina of Time. Okay. (laughs) The story was so good. It was their first 3D game. It was for the N64, getting my story, uh, playing the ocarina to unlock things, and the songs were so good. Like, I could still go back. They actually uh, remade it for the 3DS, and I played it all over again on the 3DS. I wish they would port it to the Switch because I would instantly get it. Like, I need that back in my life. Uh, But getting to uh, what was neat is that it was called Ocarina of Time uh, because you could also – there was things that you could only do in the future and you'd have to go back and forth from the future to like change things uh, because you could basically time travel and, you know, uh, Link would be older in the future. He would be taller and he would be, you know, an adult. Uh, But it was neat because you would go see some people that in the past that they were like, you know, things would change and it's all about you trying to, make things happen. You have to save Zelda. You have to save the princess. You have to uh, save Hyrule. But uh, I don't know. It's just like I love Link. And I had such like a little girl crush on him as a kid where I was like, he's so cool. You know, he's so badass. And, you know, there is so many games of uh, of the series. There's uh, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild. You have Majora's Mask. You have uh trying to remember the others. Oh, Skyward Sword. I was just obsessed every time a game came out for it. I had to get it. Even when the Switch came, came the Switch came out, uh, Breath of the Wild, I think, came out with it, and we bought it instantly with it. Um, just any of them were good, but Ocarina of Time is like, even though uh, they had games before Ocarina of Time, it really was the beginning of, like, it came out in 1998, I believe, and just I don't know. It felt pretty groundbreaking. It kind of rebirthed the series. I know there was the ones where um, that you could see from above, like going through a maze, uh, almost like through, like, take this. It's dangerous out there. Um, but I don't know. 
I was like, you know what? This is ultimate nostalgia for me. So I'm going to go with Ocarina of Time. All I remember from the Ocarina Time was the little thing going, listen. And I'm like, listen. He's saying, I'm like, he's saying, listen, right? He's saying, listen. I never knew if it was Navi or Navy uh, because, like, navigate. So Navi, oh, Navi. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. Um, yeah. Paulie freaking loved the Ocarina of Time. I mean, I just remember... And what did that come out for? Do you remember what that was out it for? It came out for the N64. Okay, it came out for the N64. Did it really? I feel like he wasn't playing it on an N64. I feel like he was playing it on something else. When, it was but, playing it on 3DS. No, it was on the TV. I don't freaking know. He played that thing religiously. Like, I just remember watching it. And I am sure that I am not the only one who thought that Zelda was actually the main character. Like, he's right. like, oh, it's called, it's called The Legend of Zelda. He's Zelda, right? And it's like, no, that's Link. And it's like, well, who the hell's Zelda? And it's like, oh, Zelda's, okay, the princess. Um, did they ever make, that's like, That's to trigger anyone that plays games. Be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Zelda. He's so cool. What? <laughs> what? Did they ever make a game where Zelda's like, F you, Link, I'm saving myself. <laughs> no, that's what people have been wanting to happen, like do an actual Legend of Zelda, because in the newer game, uh, Breath of the Wild, she is shown to be pretty capable and smart and not wanting to just be the princess. So people are like, let her be it. You know, because you think about it, Link doesn't have like, particular like supernatural powers so they're like you know what she could do it and she looks like him they look like siblings well isn't it in freaking um super smash brothers where you can play as link i mean not as like as zelda yeah you can and she kicks ass okay, so, yeah so zelda can kick ass in the super smash brothers game make her kick ass in her own freaking game i mean it's called Legend of Zelda, not Legend of Link. And I bet you, like, every game, every game you're listening to this is like, F you! <laughs> it's like, not um, my Link! Not my Link! Yeah, it's so funny. As you said, they look like siblings. It could be one of those, like, Star Wars things where suddenly, freaking, um, <laughs> it comes out where it's like, you guys are siblings. I've been trying to rescue my sister this whole time. No, oh, no, and it's like, uh, <laughs> that weird kiss. You know, it's so funny that that got added in. Because you think about, because even as a kid, I was like, but they're siblings. I'm like, what? And you think about how weird it must have been, especially for that time period, to be like, why well, they add that in? That was unnecessary. No, you talk about in Star Wars, because I think they did the kiss before it was revealed that, because uh, George Lucas didn't always have that they were going to be siblings. They were going to be love interests. But then I think. Uh, people like Han Solo so much that he decided to make uh, Leia and Han Solo be together. So instead of it being one of those like awkward things where it's like, oh, well, why isn't she with Luke anymore, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, no, well, they found out that they were siblings, you know, obviously super awkward. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it happened. It's, it's cool. 
it's cool. I ha- I have to say really quick, I was staring off and I felt someone like patting my shoulder and it freaked me out. I thought it was Polly and I turned around and it was Lady like tapping my shoulder oh and I'm like, Um, Brittany, I actually really loved this list. I thought there was going to be games. Because I know that you've been doing a lot of online streaming. You've been doing Tomb Raider. You've been doing a lot of, uh, like, Fallout and stuff like that. So I thought that you were honestly going to pick, like, PC games. So I'm happy that we could have this little trip down memory lane with all our Nintendo games. But, please, I'd love to give you a moment to promote your Twitch account and the games that you are playing because you're playing now okay correct me if I'm wrong because people are going to think that I'm like so not in the know but when you play these games these are all on pc right yeah so like tomb raider even though tomb raider was made for the ps4 and xbox one uh, at least this variation of it uh Xbox came out with a way to play xbox games on the pc through a game pass where if you pay $5 a month, you are able to play, uh, like, uh, quite a few games on there, and Tomb Raider was a part of it, so I can still stream it. Or Fallout was, they have a PC port of it, but what's neat is because what all I asked for for Christmas from Aaron was an Elgato capture card, and what this allows it to do is it has an HDMI hookup, so it makes it where I can stream Nintendo games. I just hook up the Switch to it, and it streams it through the PC. So a lot of the games that you see me play right now are games that I can get through the PC. So oh my God, if you start that. if you start streaming Mario Kart and shit, I'm a lost. I'm gonna really watch. I'm gonna be no, so no, excited. you're gonna be like that girl can't play. Ah. I feel like I'll be, I could do better. I could do better, um, but no, I, I'm excited, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I sat there, I was like, oh, there's other games, but when I sat back and I thought about games that, you know, I love video games, but it's hard to get that, that feeling in your chest all over again, like when you first play Animal Crossing, or you first play Chibi Robo, or, you know, like, I'd say, like, Okami, I've played Okami a million times over, it's like I love these games, and I, it's like I know they're old, but they're they're new to me and my love. <laughs> they're oldies but goodies. I also should probably mention a few honorable mentions of games that are pretty big in the console world, or at least they were. Uh, Tony Hawk games were huge. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, uh, Soul Calibur, God of War, games like that. Um, uh, yeah, the um, Arkham Asylum, uh, oh, you know, so good. Games. you know, I just got to mention a few of those because to me, when I think of like classic, like video game, video games, I think of all of those types of video games. And of course, Lego Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Um, Brittany, this has been an absolutely wonderful podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Everyone, please uh, make sure you check out Brittany's Twitch account. Uh, itty bitty Brit, I believe. Yeah. I'm plugging yourself itty. for you. Yeah, there you go. So make sure you check her out on Twitch. Make sure you check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Thea Baby. You can also check out all of our awesome content at Geek Vibes Nation. We have our podcast, our 
articles posted there. There's a lot of really awesome stuff. I have no idea what next week will be, but we have a shit ton of podcasts, so make sure you give a listen. And Brittany, thank you again, and I hope you have a great rest of your night. You too. Thank you all for everything. Goodbye. Bye.